Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13-21-91. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. We've been teasing you throughout the morning that there was a big announcement coming and it's not the winner of the Melbourne Cup. You have to wait till about five past five to get that. Um, I reckon this will be game-changing. It'll be sport-changing. You'll watch other jurisdictions around the world follow suit in certain time frames, no doubt. It's probably the only way the sport was going to go. But the headline this morning out of New Zealand rugby's announcement is that the tackle height is moving from the shoulder to below the sternum. So to decipher that language and explain why and how, we've got a GM of community rugby. He's just down the hallway and he's making a good habit of popping in every once in a while. Steve Lancaster. G'day, Steve. Morning, Luke. Hey, great to have you in, and um, this is a big day. Like, it seems like we always get you down on big days, but this is a big day for the actual sport and the game itself and the way the game looks. Obviously, player safety's driven it, but you just want to talk about what's happened and why now? Yeah, so it does seem like we've had a few big announcements in the last uh, few months, and today's certainly no different. So, um, yeah, today we're announcing that we will be uh, rolling out um, some game innovations for next year, um, two in particular that we think are really positive developments for the game. And, and, and the first of those, uh, probably the most significant, is the lowering of uh, the tackle height um, to below the sternum. Um, or for simplicity's sake, we're, we're effectively going to be talking about tackling the, the belly um, area for the tackle rather mm. than um, chest and, and above. Yeah. Hey, on that, be- on that belly tackle, because I had, a, I had a look and a read of um, what you put out there, and not to take your thunder away, but it, I actually that's how they taught us how to tackle in rugby league. So um, when I read it, I went, oh, belly height and then mm. sternum. And we, we were taught one below and then the second guy wrapped the ball up, up top. And we actually, that's how they taught us. So they have a guy running at us. It would be one you know, head to cheek to cheek, put it to the side. And as he fall, the other guy would wrap them up. Um, and it worked. So, you know, is that the thinking of it is to – the first contact is the most important part before, because what people are going to be asking, so what what happens when the ruck and wall and the other people coming over the top? What happens to that ruling if mm. it's above the sternum? Yeah, it's really, um, it's a really valid point, and same same way we, we were both taught the same mm. way, right? And you know the old cheek to cheek terminology around getting low to make that first tackle. I think over time though, and certainly since you and I were taught to tackle, the game's evolved a bit, and um, and the tackle height has lifted up, and you know. 
uh, for several years now, there's been this philosophy around shutting off the ball um, you know, and trying to dominate the, the collision from um, with, the, with the higher tackle um, or the gang tackle and the second tackler coming in, be it for league or rugby union. Um, what we're doing with this law innovation is we, we're looking to lower the, 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 height of, the legal height of the first tackle, so the focus will be on the first tackler tackling lower and safer. The second tackler or, or any subsequent arriving tackler uh, will be governed by the existing um, existing law in terms of the height of the tackle. But what our high performance team are telling us is that the game's actually evolving away from tackles that close off the ball now, and the focus is actually on tackling below the ball to really dominate the collision. And so we're actually mm. seeing that the game's evolving again uh, beyond that. In your, innovate, in your innovative thinking, have you thought about putting a hoop around your, your jersey? Yeah, um, we have. Because it, it could be a sponsor's well, like a line, like a, spon- a visible line. It'd be a sponsor's dream, wouldn't it, to have that hoop there? Like, you know, you'd make something up, like no place for collision or whatever. You, you could sell it to anybody. But have you thought about putting a hoop? Yeah, at some yeah. stage of the stage uh, on that jumper. It has been suggested, um, and, and it was actually, um, and the, the gentleman's name escapes me now, but it was associated with the Manukau Rovers uh, here in Auckland that was promoting a, a hoop um, um, to, to make it really clear where the tackle line was. Um, but there are a few few challenges with that. I mean, obviously not every uniform looks the same. Some jerseys already have hoops on them, and so that mm. would become potentially confusing. Um, not every body's um, shape or, or, or composition is the same either, right? So when you put <laughs> a, the light on a jersey, it doesn't mean it sits yeah, the same place on every person. <laughs> so, uh, look, we, we have thought about it, but um, as I say, we really... We're really trying to drive a, um, a philosophy here around tackling at, around the belly or in the mm. belly region. So, you know, you've got to have a point in law that defines the line, and so that line is the sternum, which is lower than the nipple line. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of talk about should it be the nipple line. Um, we've gone with the sternum because that's actually just below the nipple line. But really, what we're trying to encourage is that the um, the first tackler is making those belly tackles. Yeah. I guess what this will eliminate as well is, because people will say, oh, how will you ever be able to adjudicate what is the sternum line? But at the moment, when you watch rugby, and, and this isn't professional rugby, but when you go and watch um, community rugby, even it's hard to differentiate sometimes, was that shoulder, was that head? So at least we're moving that collision and that discussion on now it'll be, was that sternum, was that belly, or was that nipple? So you might be giving away a penalty, but you're still ultimately protecting the head. And Dan texted said, I think the sternum rule's been in action for second 15 grade down around my place. I can only assume you have tried this. This isn't being cherry-plucked and just dropped in. He's absolutely right. We trialled it this year and we trialled it in, in selected grades across um, selected provincial unions around the country uh, and the feedback that we got from participants. So then we, um, following this season, we went out and, and we extensively engaged with players, coaches and referees that were involved in the grades that trialled the, the law innovations and this is just one of the ones we trialled this year. The feedback from those participants was overwhelmingly positive that, that this uh, not only enhanced um, the safety of the tackler and the tackled player, uh, but it actually also improved the flow of the game. So they actually thought that the game was, was a better game and more enjoyable to play with this innovation. But yeah, you, um, the text is correct that they, they would have played that in their second 15 grade this year. Yeah, right. And I, we have got a couple of other messages here, though, on the flip side saying, is there, A, will you publish your evidence? And B, is there any way that, or do you expect people to follow? Because Albie's saying, look, this will just be ignored. Like, how are you ever going to police this, especially... When the game has been looked like the game for so long, you're asking, a, this is a seismic shift. We are talking, a, we'll change the way the game is played. So how yep. do you expect it to be followed? Yeah. So there's a few things in that question, actually. So the first is, yeah, it is a really big shift. And so this is 
a trial for 2023. So we're not we're not yet setting these laws in stone. And you know, for some time now, we have been um, walking the talk in terms of just tweaking with and innovating the laws. Um, and, and taking a leap and learn approach. So we'll try some stuff, we'll learn from that, and, and then we'll, we'll look to extend it or we'll drop it. And this year there's a couple of um, law innovations that we, we've decided we won't continue with because we just didn't see the benefits that we thought we would. Um, but in, in the case of this tackle height law, um, yeah, we, look, we think, it will be, um, we think it will be widely adopted. We, our next phase is to roll out a whole lot of resources for coaches and referees. Mm-hmm. One of our learnings from this year was that um, we actually rolled out too many. And it, it, unfortunately, when we rolled out this year's law trials, probably two weeks later, World Rugby announced its four, five law innovations, and so there was a lot for coaches and referees right. um, to process. Um, and, and look, they weren't probably as universally applied as they should have been, and we've recognised that. So this year we're saying, actually, we're just going to lock in. There's, there's three trials for this year that we're going to lock in. Uh, frankly, I'd like us to be going further, but I've been counselled by my team just to, to take a breath and pause. And so <laughs> in 24, we'll probably look to, to make even further innovations. The, the key the key is the coaches, isn't it? Like you, Before you get to the football game, it's about being coached how to tackle before you actually go out there and, and, and compete. And if you get that part of it wrong, like... Where where can you give coaches too much resource? Like I don't I don't really understand that. No, I don't think you can give them too much resource, right? So and so again, that's our, our next phase. Now, coaches and referees is to develop a whole lot of resources. So that you know, in the, in the next couple of months, you'll see more content coming up online on Rugby Toolbox, our online coaching resource. Um, and so we'll be showing um, not only what what the law looks like in effect, um, but also how to coach it. And, yeah, uh, how that's to coach the, it that's for the kids key. And adults. Yeah. Hey Steve, just a couple before we let you go. Um, Scott's got a great point, and this is kind of where Kempi was going. How, how does this work for pick and goes and like around that low contact area? Yeah. Well, look, it works exactly the same way as it does now, right? So I mean, we, we, at the end of the day, we're really only changing the tackle height by a few inches here, and so yeah, it does get difficult when. Um, yeah, when players are pick, doing a pick and go, particularly when players close to the try line, and, and they got the lot ball of, on their chest. Yeah, yeah. And, but as you've just said, right? Even now, it's very subjective, frankly, as to hey, well, was that above or below the shoulder? Um, and it will continue to be subjective, right? This is sport, not science, and it's at community level. Um, but what we're really looking to do is just lower the, the target range. And of course, referees are going to have to apply their discretion um, in, in how they referee it. And my advice to players would be don't put yourself at risk. You know, Make sure that you're well within the tackle range whenever possible. Just quickly, you've got a couple of other rules there. The halfback one's a really good one. You yeah, keep the rim away. That's an absolute yeah. must. That's and a great. Just explain those ones quickly to us. Yeah, so I mean, and you see this often on TV. You see the, um, you oh. know, the, 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 the halfback from the team that hasn't Pests. fed the ball. The yes, sniping around the side of scrum. And as an, old, as an old Ford, I hated that. So, you know, <laughs> we had to change that rule. But um, So now the halfback can't do that. They can't, they can't advance past the tunnel and they have to stay a metre away from the scrum. Great rule. We try it this year, overwhelmingly positive feedback. The grades that played in it said not only did it enhance the, the game's um, safety in terms of less scrum resets and just you know, allowing the game to flow, but actually a much better game to play. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I like that one. Makes perfect sense. Speeding it up. Look, this will be... I mean, you know, you, you would have had feedback. Uh, I wonder if it'll be something that people need to see before they can get a little bit. It might be a little bit of a time thing, just judging by our feedback we're getting here. But I think ultimately this is where the sport was going. Do you expect other jurisdictions to follow? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are grades um, or, or other nations that are trialling stuff as well. You know, we, we pride ourselves on being world leading, and um, so we, we like to move quickly and, as I say, leap and learn. But, yeah, other countries are definitely interested in, in what we're doing. And, look, we share all this, right, because at, at community level, we're not competing well with other countries. Well done, yeah. yeah, that's right. Share and learn yeah. and, and keep growing. Keep innovation's fantastic.
Beautiful stuff. That's Steve Lancaster, GM of Community Rugby at NZR. You can go and find the stuff on their website. The press release is out there. Um, have a good read of it. Have a good read of it and see you'll, you'll see the justification and the data there, LB, as well. Thanks, Steve. Great to have you in, and we'll catch up again. You're off the hook because we're out of time. We would have got, we're going to get you to pick a Melbourne Cup winner, but um, we'll just have to say that you would have backed the winner anyway. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.